podcast. My name is Tim Peterson. I'm the senior media editor at Digiday. And I'm Kaylee Barber, media editor at Digiday. Kaylee, you had the interview this week and you spoke with Melody Brown, who is the associate vice president of Blavity. And Melody had some news to share, is that right? Yeah, so Melody announced that Blavity Inc. is launching a new vertical called Home and Texture. Um, And the website is going to be looking at home interior design, but it's also going to be a commerce hub for uh, their audience, focused mainly on Black and multicultural audiences and consumers. But yeah, it's focused on home and interior design, which is a little bit different from the portfolio that Blavity currently has, um, which is you know, lifestyle, tech, a large events offering as well with Afrotech. So this is definitely a new area for them, but it's specifically interesting because it's so focused on commerce. Got it. And home, like obviously is a category that, you know, got really, you know, big for a lot of media companies in 2020 with the you know pandemic and people being at home. And I know you've, you know, talked to a good number of kind of home publishers. Uh, how are things going with this category right now? I've been asking around because there's really kind of a mixed answer. Um, You're right. In the past, you know, three years or so, home as a category has been really popular, um, you know, specifically from a commerce lens. And granted, there were some backups with supply chain because people were home. They wanted to make their, you know, home offices or their living rooms or their bedrooms like so much more cozier. And now that there is more of a return to travel, that category has been kind of pulling focus, according to a couple publishers I've spoken to, over their lifestyle and and home category. Um, However, in the same breath, like I've spoken with other home publishers who are having like a banner year right now. They are, you know, even, well, I guess 2022 was a banner year, but even in 2023, they're seeing continued growth in that vertical. So I definitely don't think it's a, a slowed category whatsoever. It'll be interesting to see how a new vertical in this lane kind of stands up. But at the same time, if you look at how the real estate uh, market blew up in the past year, people are in new homes. They want to make it comfortable. So I'm guessing that after they've recouped some of those initial home costs, they're going to be looking to buy furniture and decorations and all those things. So who knows? There there could still be a, a large audience for this content. Yeah. And then I guess like for those who've gotten you know priced out of, you know, moving or changing homes, maybe looking to uh, see how they can revamp their current places. Says the Very person true. who's trying to think of how I want to redo my home office. But uh, <laughs> I'll probably be checking out home and texture for some floating wall shelf ideas. Anyways, uh, looking forward to the interview. Thanks, Kaylee. Thanks, Tim. Melody, welcome to the Digiday Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? I'm doing great. So great to be here with you today, Kaylee. Yeah, so I'm excited to chat with you because I know that um, you guys are launching a new vertical, uh, I believe the day after this airs, which is on February 15th, and that is called Home and Texture, which is home interior design, some DIY, um, and that's a new area for Blavity Inc. to be covering. So I would love to kind of start out by talking about what the catalyst was for getting into this vertical and what inspired you to um, launch into this really the category of, of home. Yeah. And thank you so much for that, Kaylee. And actually, Home and Texture launched on January 23rd. So we are officially live already. With Home and Texture, it really extends our mission to tell stories around Black and multicultural communities, particularly when we're talking about millennials. And Home and Texture marks the first ever curated home and interior design commerce hub dedicated to that audience. 
Got it. Okay. So is um, you, you've been up and running for a couple of weeks now then. Um, and so I'm curious, is it mostly, given it's a commerce hub, is it mostly focused on like being a marketplace or is it very content oriented? Like how is your approach from a editorial standpoint versus the commerce initiative? Because I think that commerce can kind of play into a, a variety of different areas in media right now. That's absolutely right. So the brand itself is commerce first, but from an editorial perspective, storytelling is still at the heart of what we're doing. So we really want the content to reflect individuality when decorating your home, lifestyle, cultural heritage. And like the rest of our audiences with our Blavity portfolio, we feel like we want to get to a place where our content consumers are now becoming customers because they trust the content that we're serving up. So instead of it just being shop now, shop now, shop now, we are going to provide that inspiration Mm -hmm. and those stories and that editorial to help people convert to become customers. Got it. And is commerce, is this a new business for Blavity Inc. um, holistically? Yeah. Yes, it is. So our commerce division is four months old, although they, you know, Blavity's dabbled in commerce before, but our commerce division includes home and texture. And then we've also transitioned Travel Noir, which is our vacation brand, as well as 2190, which is our beauty and lifestyle brand under the commerce umbrella. Okay, interesting. So it's somewhere that it's something that's new-ish, but has been branched out beyond just home and texture. Um, I guess so. Commerce can be so um, again broad in how it's approached by media companies lately. Um, you know, in the past couple years, there's been this push towards having more of a marketplace um, kind of format where it is. Um, Lots of products are featured, um, and that opens up the opportunity for product licensing or um, even like dropship in some cases, like you know owning a product from from you know start to finish. Um, and then there's obviously affiliate, which I think is the most popular approach to commerce. Curious which commerce models are being um, funneled into home and texture. If you're kind of dabbling in all of them, or if you're starting in one area versus another. So we're starting in affiliate marketing. So we are partnering with Amazon's one of our largest partners when we're trying to serve up content as well as products and services that resonate with our audience. And then we're also open to partnerships and we are exploring a marketplace for our brands also. So our philosophy is we're going to double down on what works and see how things go. Got it. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And then, um, yeah, so I want to talk to you about kind of the audience side of it, because you mentioned that there's going to be a push around um, heritage and making sure that there's, um, you know, I guess like education or guidance around products and not just to your point, you know, pushing people to buy um like the storytelling is an important aspect too. I guess, can you talk a little bit about the content approach, how you're looking to um, really focus on storytelling and, um, you know, even working with different, you know, creators or, or, you know, reporters to um, have those different storytelling elements too? Absolutely. So from a storytelling perspective, commerce is going to be at the heart of what we do. But I always like to say storytelling is kind of the foundation. Um, No pun intended when talking about home and texture. So some of the content that we're looking at includes franchises like house tours. We're partnering with some pretty amazing interior designers, a couple from the Memphis, Tennessee area, including David Quarles, Laquita Tate, to show us a different perspective of home decor. When we think about 
home decor and design, it's really a huge market. But when you think about Black and multicultural audiences, particularly millennials, there really isn't an open space for that market. And it's so funny, Kaylee, because I think when some people think about millennials, they think that there's still a bunch of 21-year-olds, 25-year-olds, and millennials have grown up and they're putting up roots and they're setting up shop in their first homes, some of them even their second homes. And so when we talk about that audience, particularly Black and multicultural, and I also want to point out why we're saying multicultural. When you look at the millennial demographic, a lot of them are multi-race or are in relationships where their partner is from a different ethnic background. And so we want to make sure we capture that. And the home buyer market with the millennial population has grown exponentially, particularly in Latinx. So again, talking about multicultural. And I think for the Black audience of homeowners, there hasn't been a space that's uniquely spoken to their needs on how to create these spaces and these environments that reflect their culture and, quite frankly, their authentic selves. So the content's going to be all around that. In addition to house tours showing the different types of design elements, whether you're a minimalist, whether you love bohemian design, whether you're more traditional, we're also going to kind of have some fun with things like DIY. Another piece that we're looking to roll out is kind of a fun play on DIY. We know that's really big in the home market space, but we're taking kind of a spin on it. Instead of the letters DIY, we're spelling out Y-W-H-Y to talk about those projects from a home perspective that you absolutely should take on yourself and those that are probably best left to the professionals. So when we're talking about a commerce space, serving up the materials, the tools, the items you need to do these DIY projects, as well giving you some consultation on how to find the best contractors, um, support, and services to help you out with these types of projects. Um, And so another piece that I'm really, really excited about is first time around. So again, in speaking with this audience of millennials, a lot of them, as I mentioned, are first-time homeowners. So I think when we speak about the Black and multicultural audience, there are some nuances that they face that perhaps their counterparts do not. When you're talking about home financing, when you're talking about um, knowing the items to put into your home. One of the examples I constantly use with my team is when my my husband and I purchased our first home. One of the things that I didn't realize we needed were like curtains. Like it's one of those things you think about, but you don't think about. So when we got in, I was like, oh my goodness, there's all these bare windows. We don't have any curtains or window treatments. So it's even those things that we want to be able to serve up as well as things like insurance, right? So insurance may not be the sexiest of topics, but it's very important when you're talking about home ownership. Yeah. And it's also a really kind of interesting slash lucrative area for affiliate marketing as well. I know like the financial side of it in a absolutely in a commerce business can be very impactful to the bottom line. Um, but also going back to what you were saying about DIY and spelling it out, you know, why it is so interesting and important because especially right now with platforms like TikTok and Instagram, like DIYs are made to look so easy. And more often than not, you, you realize that like you need a circle saw. And like most people don't own a circle saw, right? A circular <laughs> right. saw. So like I that is such a unique, I think, an important approach to DIY content. And I think it's so funny you say that. I think also there are different degrees of DIY, right? So when you're talking about, okay, I'm going to repaint maybe um, 
you know, a table that I have, like a small end table. That's one thing. But then when you're talking about, hey, I want to redo the sinks in my bathroom, that's something else. So there are varying degrees of DIY and taking on these types of projects. And we want to explore all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And redoing sinks, it reminds me of this one saga on TikTok of this woman who continually repainted her countertops over and over. It went on for weeks. And it was just this (laughs) I just felt so much pain for her watching how much she struggled. So it's such like a important topic, especially when you're saying like millennials are moving into their first home and they don't know the first kind of home ownership responsibilities. Um, Going back to curtains, like those are normally installed when you're like renting, right? Like they're already there. So you don't need, you don't know you need them. Um, But so absolutely with this content, are you focusing on video? Is it more written first or um, like photo tours of homes? Like what's the approach editorially from a like content format perspective? So definitely video is the crown of content. I like to say if content is king, then video is the crown. So when talking about things like DIY, um, as well as another piece that we're covering, Bad to Bougie. So this is kind of another DIY element franchise that really covers transforming old, unattractive pieces into fabulous accents. We want those types of content pieces to be social first, but there will be a complimentary article to go with that, including items to buy, as well as items to buy on our social channels. Um, So from a content perspective, yes, we're doing articles, but yes, video, um, when we're talking about photos from Pinterest, Pinterest is going to be huge for the home and texture audience. Um, So we're definitely exploring all different deliverables when it comes to content creation. But video definitely is king for us. And of course, content. People love to read how-tos, gift guides when buying things for their home. Yeah, definitely gift guides, especially in the the fourth quarter, I feel like is going to be a big focus, right? Yes, the holiday shopping season is huge. So we are definitely already in the works of getting things together for that. Got it. And um, so you mentioned social being a a big priority. And I'm curious how um, commerce and social are dovetailing for you, because I think it's one area that's been a little tricky for some publishers to figure out, especially with apps kind of still developing those capabilities. Um, What's your approach to the commerce element on social, or is it more of an audience pull around that content to bring people into the website to then do the kind of shopping element there? For now, definitely for Home and Texture, because we're three weeks in, we're still looking to grow our audience. But one of the things that we've discovered, Kaylee, with some of the social content we've been posting, we've been getting actually comments from uh, our audience about things they want to buy. So from that perspective, then in return, we've been creating content articles on homeandtexture.com to showcase some of those items. So it's definitely been twofold where, yes, there's brand building on the social channels, but also we're listening to our audience, which is one of the things I love so much about Blavity. They lean into what the audience is doing, which is hence one of the reason why we're transitioning 2190 and Travel Noir to be commerce-first brands because we have a strong stakehold in those areas of lifestyle, of health and beauty, and travel. And we feel like, okay, our audience is already with us with this content. Now let's serve up the things that they want to purchase or buy, whether it's trips, whether it's hair things, whether it's makeup. And again, from a home and texture perspective, every and anything around your home. Got it. So um, again, you've you've been in, in the commerce space for about four months and this brand just launched a few weeks. But so far, like, what are some of the early indicators that you're seeing? Like, are people transacting? Um, are people kind of 
more so in the discovery phase, like exploring or like, are you, are you already starting to see some like revenue generated from um, this new business line? We have, and we've been excited about it. We've seen some um, really strong indicators as it become as it relates to revenue for home and texture. Um, obviously, listen, we're three weeks in, we're building, but the enthusiasm around this brand, I cannot tell you from emails I receive, posts I get on social. I know our CEO, Morgan DeBond, has been inundated with like kudos and excitement from customers as well as other brands excited about what we're doing in this space. And yeah, I think only greater things to come with this brand. Because again, we're the only ones that are in this space from a home and texture perspective. When I'm talking about that brand, we're the only ones in home design decor dedicated to Black and multicultural millennials. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. To your point about travel as well, that's been such a growth category. And I know from an advertising standpoint, it's been very big, but um, people are planning trips again. Like people really want to be traveling. And I think it's, it's interesting how you're approaching both home interiors and also travel with the commerce lens. Because when I talk to other publishers, it's like those two categories are almost on like opposite ends, right? It's like people are trying to make their home, you know, more comfortable and, you know, people still work from home to a certain degree. And, um, you know, people just bought their new houses in this like last wave of like real estate, um, boom. And so, you know, there's still that focus on home, but there's a a large focus on getting out into the world again and, and traveling. And it's it's an interesting approach kind of taking both uh, of those brands and, and bringing commerce into the mix. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the travel side of it too and what opportunities you see there? Is it mostly through like partners through like, I don't know, booking.com or, uh, you know, some of those kind of networks for traveling that you see the opportunity there? Or is it more in like the luggage space? Curious how you're kind of approaching commerce um, for a travel brand. Yeah. So for Travel Noir, we are exploring things like luggage, things to pack, how to pack for your trip. But also when we're talking about this audience, again, Black and multicultural millennials, they want to go to destinations where they can be themselves, they're themselves and feel welcome. Also from a travel perspective, to your point, yes, people love being at home, but also they want to have these experiences where they feel like immersed in these destinations, right? Nobody wants what every other tourist is doing. And that's what we say with Travel Noir. Nobody wants to feel like a tourist when they're traveling. They want to feel embedded into the community and the culture. And that's some of the content that we're delivering to our audience with Travel Noir, as well as things like trips. Hey, these are the destinations that are, you know, hidden gems for travel, right? There may be destinations that you never thought about going that you absolutely should explore. And then there are destinations, maybe you're talking about where I live in Orlando, that yes, it's the theme park capital of the world, but there's so much other stuff to do. Trust me, I know because everybody thinks I live at the theme parks. I do not. Um, Orlando has a booming downtown. So we want to serve up those deals and offers, those unique experiences, those stays, um, as well as some of those excursions that you experience in these destinations. And then again, the nitty gritty, what you need to pack, what you need to take, those trending digital items to bring with you when you go on vacation. So we are covering it, but it's definitely interesting. Yes, I would say when you're talking about home decor and travel, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. But listen, people who own homes still want to get out and get away 
and travel. So we feel like it's a really great mix. Yeah, absolutely. I, I And again, I feel like I hear like both of those categories are just doing really well for publishers, you know, holistically. So um, they are. So I, I'm also curious, like I know uh, in covering commerce the past couple of years, like newsletters have been really cr- like critical and driving conversions. Curious if um, like which other, I guess, content types or platforms are coming into play when you're launching a commerce business. Um, is, you know, a, a newsletter something that you're le- leaning into? Is it, um, you know, I guess along with social, uh, a brand kind of awareness play as well. Um, would love to kind of hear more about, you know, the broader home and texture product mix. Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, with Home and Texture, we doubled down on newsletters and we leaned into our existing brands under Blavity. So other brands like Afrotech, Blavity News, we actually promoted kind of a coming soon of Home and Texture to engage that audience because we know it's similar like-minded people because Blavity is all about Black and multicultural millennials. And so that was a huge email acquisition um, effort for us where we did see a lot of acquisitions as a result. We actually have currently a survey up at homeandtexture.com backslash, oh, excuse me, backslash, I'm thinking about home, homeandtexture.com backslash quiz, where you can sign up for our newsletters. And before you do that, you can take this really fun design quiz to find out what type of design type you have, whether again, you're contemporary, you're more bohemian, you're more modern, and you'll be served up newsletters that include things like, you know, tiny home communities, things about the best way to kind of decorate an empty space in your home, things around like even coming up, you know, over the next couple of months with spring cleaning and redoing your yard or curb appeal. So we're going to be definitely delivering up content because newsletter is king also, right? It may not wear the crown, but maybe it's kind of like the belt or the bedazzled jewel on the content um, piece. But email has been um, one of the big drivers for us holistically with Blavity for our O&Os, but definitely as we've launched Home and Texture, we've leaned into our other brands to promote this new exciting brand from a commerce perspective. And we're excited about the results we're already seeing. Yeah, that's a really cute, like cool approach of having someone take a quiz of what kind of uh, interior design aesthetic they lean in towards. Because I am such a fan of interior design, but I have no idea what my personal aesthetic is. So it, it's kind of helpful because, right, because like that'll help narrow down like which products I should be focusing on or, um, yeah, if I'm, you know, not really into tiny homes but live in a tiny apartment, like it, it's the same kind of principles <laughs> that apply, right? But it's your space. That's your space, Kaylee. That's where you live and that's your home. That's where you should have your place of peace and it should be representative of you. And that's definitely what we're continuing to encourage with Home and Texture and why I'm so thrilled to be part of this brand and this company. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit about the team that um, came aboard to form Home and Texture. And if you're leaning kind of across um, Blavity Inc. um, holistically for some of the like more video capabilities or social capabilities, curious how, um, you know, how big the team is and, um, you know, where you're looking to invest more into uh, for further growth. Sure. The team is still building. So I will say Home and Texture is kind of like the brainchild, the passion behind um, our CEO, Morgan DeBond. She's definitely been forward thinking and knowing that display ad first advertising is dwindling and we need to lean into this affiliate shoppable content. And also our executives have been very supportive of that, as well as other kind of thought leaders within the company. From a commerce division perspective, again, four months in, but we're growing very, very quickly, which 
also excites me, especially when you're hearing now, as of late, a lot of companies are doing the opposite. They're not growing. They're actually dwindling their numbers, layoffs, et cetera. Blavity is growing, particularly in the commerce space. So for our commerce team perspective, there are three editorial teams, definitely home and texture. We have um, an editor lead that we're hiring for. We also have great, amazing content writers and contributors who are going to be creating this content for us. Same is true for 2190. Again, that's our lifestyle and beauty brand as well as Travel Noir. So there'll be three editorial teams for each of our three Commerce First brands. And then, you know, how do we support all of this content? What are the different channels we're getting out? We do have a social team that's going to be dedicated to commerce as well as a creative lead. We're also working with external agencies to help um, you know, pony up this content and get more eyes on it because at the end of the day, we want to make sure we are where our audience is. So whether that's on Pinterest, what does that content look like? It might be, you know, the same piece if we're going back to DIY, but maybe the element of how it's treated on Pinterest versus, let's say, TikTok, which is becoming huge in the commerce space. So we're leaning into that. We already talked about email. We're also hiring an email lead to really be focused on the strategy of not only acquiring subscribers and customers, but how do we retain them? And being really thoughtful about the type of content we're serving up in our emails. And then we have products, right? We we have a team that's dedicated to, you know, all of the tech side of it when we're talking about our websites and other tools and making sure that our affiliate linking is correct. And all of this is housed under an SVP of commerce, Marin Pastanak, who joined the company as well about four months ago, like me. So he and I are the newbies, but really the brainchild behind this has been, you know, some of the founders and some of the um executives at Blavity, because this has been in the works for some time, even though the commerce division itself is only four months old, the thought behind the need to do something different and kind of move past display first advertising has been in the works for some time with Blavity. Yeah. And I remember um, Morgan had joined me at DPS in, um, it was September last year, and we were talking about display advertising and um, the programmatic marketplace that Blavity Inc. has. Um, And so I'm curious, does advertising come into play with home and texture at all, or is it not um, so much of a a focus for, like, I guess, advertising revenue on that brand? So um, we're shifting from display first advertising because we've seen that the effectiveness of that form has really dropped because readers and audiences are focused more on the content that they desire. Mm -hmm. So that's, again, why we're launching Home and Texture because we've seen there's been kind of this empty space when we're talking about serving up the audience we want to deliver content to. Um, But yes, we're, we're doing advertising, but we're shifting away from display first advertising. You know, the focus here is commerce first, not display ad first. And that's what we're leaning into. Got it. And, um, what like what about like branded content? Does that kind of make sense for a uh, I know like commerce and advertising when those kind of dovetail, it's more in the branded content lane. Um, is that something that um, is like a priority right now? I guess is that form of revenue something that will come into the mix or is sorry I, I'm yeah. rambling. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, you're not rambling at all. This is fun. We do have a branded content team and we're definitely looking into those areas. So more to come on that front. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, and then I'm curious too, because with like the home tours kind of um content, uh that's a lot of like, you know, external creators or, um, you know, celebrities in some cases, how are you sourcing kind of contributions on that end? Is it, um, I guess, more from like a 
readership, like polling readers to see if there is good content from, you know, the community in that regard? Or are you going to um, more of the interior designer contacts that you have? Like, how are you, I guess, sourcing some of those uh, pieces of of content? So it's been aligned with folks who match our audience. Um, It's also been aligned with, you know, word of mouth. People share like, hey, this person may be great match for your brand, Um, as well as listening to our audience, seeing who they're following, who's trending, again, who's aligning with the type of content that we're doing. Got it. Interesting. So um, I guess like Getting back into social a little bit, I, I'm really curious about kind of TikTok strategy um, specifically because it's so it's such a unique platform. To your to your point, a lot of people will treat it like a commerce platform, even though there's still some like technological difficulties for uh, you know getting people linked over and having the right attribution to you know affiliates and things of that nature. But it is such an area where people are like. Oh, like where's your, you know, lamp from or like that throw pillow is great. Like where where did you Absolutely. get it from? Like I'm curious how the community management of it is coming into play. Like, do you have like someone who's consistently reading through comments to try and like, you know, answer all the things? Or is it in the video itself? Are you saying like, you know, visit our website and you know, find all the products there? Like, how are you kind of approaching the the community slash like some of the difficulties around attribution for commerce on TikTok? Yeah, so our social team is growing. We are going to have a dedicated social team specifically for commerce. What we have now, we do have folks listening out, as you mentioned, community management to see what's trending, um, which influencers resonate with us. Also, the type of products that resonate with our audience, because the other piece of it is, is that, listen, everyone loves a deal. But when we're talking about our audience from a Blavity perspective and with Home and Texture, we're talking about an audience that makes, you know, 75K plus. So again, they may love a deal, but they want the finer things in life. I like to call it sophisticated shopping. So we do from a social perspective, we're looking for those types of items Um, because TikTok really has become almost like this search platform, right? I think people are searching for ideas, things to do. So we're keeping our ears to that. And I think as the brand grows from a home and texture perspective, we'll continue to have a more, you know, focus on how commerce plays in TikTok And again, what our audience wants to serve up, because that's important too. We want to listen to our audience. We just don't want to do things just to do them. Again, we're going to try things, but we also want to see what resonates with our audience. Got it. Got it. And is that going to kind of be the um, philosophy around maybe product licensing or um, getting into kind of, I don't know, like, I guess, drops around like certain kind of branded items too? Like when I know you mentioned that it's something that you're considering down the line, like, I guess, how are you approaching building out that? sort of business where there's a little bit more involvement around the the products and, and curating, you know, items for the home as well. Yeah, we're definitely going to lean into things when we're talking about licensing, like, you know, editor's choice, team picks, because folks love that. Um, Especially when you're talking about things like gift guides, they want to know, you know, your picks. Because again, we feel like our audience trusts us from a Blavity perspective, as well as all of our brands. So we want to serve them up the content to make purchase. It's like, hey, I trust the content, the storytelling, the topical news that you're providing to me. And you know what? I also trust your recommendations. So you are going to see content like editor's pick, um, 2190 pick, home and textures best. So we are planning to do that from a licensing perspective with partnering with uh, other companies. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Yeah. I know those take a little bit more time to plan out for sure. They do. Yeah. They do. But we're excited about what's to come. 
Cool. And then also I wanted to ask about like experiential and events. I know Afrotech is a, a huge event franchise that Blavity has. Curious if there's um, opportunities you're looking for more in-person commerce experiences, um, things like I think one trend that is rather large but has been going on for some time is like uh, – you know, home publishers will buy a house and like renovate it and then like make all the items in there like available for for purchase if people like wander around, you know. Um, curious like how experiential is something you might be thinking about, you know, likely a few months down the line, probably not something that you're you're jumping out the gates with, but curious if there is, you know, ambitions around events or experiential in this um, category as well. Yes, nothing right out the gate, but it's definitely something that we're open to exploring as we build these brands. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Um, well, I think the last couple of questions I have is just overall ambitions for this, you know, first year. You're going to have, uh, you know, almost a near full year uh, in 2023 with commerce revenue in the mix. Um, I guess how much do you anticipate this generating revenue towards, you know, the overall mix in 2023? Do you see it kind of um, being able to work its way up to a, a substantial contribution? Or I also recognize that there's some gradual and then ex- exponential growth, you know, after a few years right. affiliate. But, right. you know, given the fact that you are in, you know, three different brands, you're covering home and travel and lifestyle and beauty, like, do you envision that this could become a, a significant revenue stream, you know, within the first year? The plan is we're commerce first. So that's all of our three brands and that we want this to be definitely a big revenue driver for us because, again, display advertising first is dwindling. And so the company recognizes we need to create other streams of revenue and not only that, serve up content and items and shoppable content that our audience wants. So we're excited. We're very um you know, full steam ahead with this commerce division. And we definitely look forward to what 2023 and beyond is going to bring for us from a revenue perspective as it relates to affiliate content. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. This was a really fascinating conversation. And I feel like home and interior design is such a interesting, fascinating passion for me. So I love talking about it. So thank you for for joining me. Thank you so much, Kaylee. And again, I want you to take that quiz at homeandtexture.com. Take that quiz to see what your design type is. I know. And check out our social pages at Home and Texture. I think this is an amazing time for the company and I'm just glad to be part of the team. Yeah. No, I absolutely will be taking that quiz. I desperately need to know exactly what my style is um, for my home. So (laughs) it'll be very helpful. I know it. And thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode.